if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. and non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And today we'll be recapping episode eight of The Last Airbender, The Winter Solstice Part Two, Avatar Roku. And we will be chatting with a very special guest, the voice of Avatar Roku himself, James Garrett. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, real quick shout out to the amazing fan response that we got from having Zach on. Dante, you made the Avatar verse so happy by by finding the Avatar and bringing him on. I did find him. Right? And you did. And people were loving the whole Zutara Katang drama. They were loving Mo Money. They were loving just finding out more about Zach and hearing from him and hearing what a wonderful person he is. So thank you, thank you, thank you everybody for weighing in. We're so glad that you enjoyed the episode episode as much as we enjoyed recording it big shout out to zach he is awesome it's great to have zach back with us in avatar verse this is a two-parter right this is our second part of a big two-parter kind of midway through the last airbender season one arc i was gonna say was it a season finale or it just was a two-parter in the middle of the season it's like a mid-season sizzler <laughs> a little mid-season sizzler for the ratings just to get you know That's let's right. let's hit those pre-teens with a little something to get them coming back and i'm excited for the second half That's of the right. season that's right. It's funny to think about things 15 years ago. Like, what was the network thinking? They're like, we need to capture the attention of these 12-year-olds, yeah. like, real good right now. <laughs> and hopefully we will. <laughs> Meanwhile, the world is falling in love with the show forever. There was nothing to worry about. It turns out there was absolutely nothing to worry about. So let's quickly just recap where we were at the end of the Winter Solstice Part 1, which was called The Spirit World. We know that Aang successfully communicated with uh, not just the Haibei panda spirit of the village, of Senlin Village, uh, but also had a successful communication and successful dragon ride with Fang, Roku's uh, spirit animal. And he sort of talks to Roku, but it's more like he gets a series of clues that tell him, hey, we need to talk. But the only way we're really going to be able to talk is to go to this island on the last day of you know this winter solstice, which is like immediate. And so we know that Aang has to head that way. And that's kind of how the episode ends. Am I forgetting anything vital? There's some foreshadowing going on. But there's so much information that, that gets unloaded in these two episodes, you know? We knew that Aang had to master the other elements, but we didn't know that there was such a timestamp on it. And that's so that's what we walk away from at the end of episode seven. This has an expiration date. And that's huge. This is an episode where Aang tra does travel to the Fire Temple. He needs to speak with Avatar Roku on the Winter Solstice. I won't go heavily into the description of the episode because obviously we're going to be covering all that. But we do meet some Fire Nation sages. We do see Zuko and Zhao kind of facing off once again in a way. And we absolutely have a sensational ending to this episode. It is jaw-droppingly awesome and amazing. And it's written, this episode is written by Mike DiMartino and directed by Giancarlo Volpe. Woo! You want to get us started on I will definitely eight? get us started. Nice. So in the opening of the episode, it's night, the Earth Kingdom, Senlin Village, Appa and Aang. Aang tells Appa that Katara and Sokka aren't going to go with them. He's trying to sneak out in the middle of the night so he can go to fire the Fire Nation Island alone because he's fearing if he brings his friends, that he feared that they're going to get hurt, so he didn't want to have that guilt on his conscience. Um, the villagers 
uh, Katara and Sokka appear and tell Aang it's too dangerous. Aang remembers his vision about the comet. He needs to get to the Fire Nation before the sun sets on the solstice, which is today. Yeah. Katara says they're, they're not going to let him go. And then Sokka finishes because, guess what, buddy? We're going with you because we're your friends. The head guy of the village, uh, which is a joke from last week, gives Aang <laughs> supplies and sends them off. You know, when I was watching, it happens so quickly. It happens like yeah, all that happens like... So fast. It is. It's like two minutes in. And thank you so much for referring to him as the head guy. Because as you recall from our last recap, I couldn't figure out what to call him. And so I called him head guy. And you gave me a hard time about it. So I'm really glad you brought that back. Head guy. He's head guy. Is, is giving hands no, that whole scene supplies. happens so quickly. I My know. guy's like, hits the supplies. But then all of a sudden they leave. And then there's that, you know, Zuko coming in. At the, like, right. He's he's. That Zuko's right on the tail of that Avatar boy. That's right either an amazing thing or kind of a bummer thing. It's like, ooh, he's it always is. there one step behind. <laughs> Seen the Avatar lately? Like, it is right there. And it's one of those things you, a lot of people could think of it as a bummer thing, but you got to think of it as like, he's right there. You know, it's like your friends that are, <laughs> are when we're acting, you're like, I'm not booking any jobs. I'm like, but you're at all the callbacks. You're on all the callbacks, so that means you're going to book the job soon. He's all the callbacks. He just hasn't booked the job yet. (laughs) And the Avatar's like, I'm sorry, we went another way. Uh, We went another way. In this capture, you were not able to capture me. We did go a different way, but you were at the callback. But next week, we'll see you again. You'll go to producers, and you'll be real (laughs) close. This is a real inside baseball, and it makes me very happy. Apologies <laughs> to the listeners. Um, yeah, so so of course I wanted to throw out to your point. There, we definitely have some. Uh, that's kind of a recurring theme, right? That someone in the group of team, this team avatar that we have right now, as it exists, will be like, "I can't. I gotta go. It's too dangerous for you guys." And then whoever isn't, you know, whoever wasn't going to go is like, "Think again. We're doing this as a team." I'm not going to let you face these things alone, which is kind of lovely. It has a real, like, you know, there's like a Harry Potter thing. It's like the kids that are going to go save the world. It has that, which is, which I love. I think the world loves it. Obviously, we love these kind of stories. But it's also kind of scary. Think about the kids you know, your nieces and nephews. Uh Like, y'all going to go save the world right now? You're 12. It's a lot. You don't even got a license, but good good luck. Once they're in, man, they're all in. They are not. It's like, look at all this stuff. Yeah, if someone like, has a motorcycle. Hey. I'm gonna go with his motorcycle. We're gonna go around the world and go save the world. I'm like, okay, yeah. I have a boomerang. Like, good luck, dude. Don't Whatever. forget these hot Cheetos. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And but you know they've already faced so much together. It's not surprising it's true. that you it's know true. that they're like, oh come on, come on. Like we're gonna let you go by yourself. Let's just do this. And uh, they said we always so, got your back. We got your back. That's what he says. Yeah. We got your back. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the gang, so we see, you know, Appa, first of all, it's made clear to us very early on in this episode that they have to go a very long way in a very short period of time. And guess who's going to bear the burden of that? Sweet, sweet Appa, who is clearly already tired. Always. Yeah. We'll get into that. Foreshadow report just of this podcast episode. We got to talk about Appa at the end. Uh, But yeah, he's, he's already exhausted. And unfortunately... He just kind of has to keep on going because we got a little someone I like to call Prince Zuko right behind in his ship. and Which we actually get a lot of Zuko. This is when you start to get a lot of Zuko backstory. I, my feeling is when you first, you're starting to hear, not just the Zuko backstory, but even the Avatar 100 years that passed, you start to understand what has happened, why it's, you know, how we got to where we're at in this episode. And and a yeah. lot of Zuko, including him, I think it's the first time they say sixteen. I don't know. I wrote that down. Yes. I thought so too. I thought so too because it really it it's, it sort of calls out when you hear it. You're like, oh, it it really it, to me it stands out, right? So that kind of That's doesn't jarring. Mean that we're hearing it for the first time because you're like, his sixteen years. Oh my gosh, he's right. He's it's so whenever young. they talk about real time in the Avatar world, it brings us into like a reality, like midnight. Sharp focus What's going on at midnight. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Where's your watch? Yeah, it. it that, I mean, the winter solstice sounds right. Like we years. all know, ancient civilizations knows the longest day of the year and the shortest day of the year. And a comet comes every hundred years. Like that. That sounds right. Yeah. Like, but Zuko's sweet at three thirty p.m. Meet here at three thirty p.m. <laughs> like what? <laughs> On the sundial? Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So Ira was freaking out because he's like, 
this is not a good idea. Let's need I remind you that the Fire Lord, a.k.a. your dad, banished you. And Zuko has the excuse, which, you know, fair enough, is like, hey, if I have to come back into the Fire Nation to achieve the thing I was sent to do, which is to catch, you know, to capture the Avatar then surely he'll understand. It's going to be fine, right? And but I was even, like, I don't even me so. as an audience member and as Zuko, this is the first time I'm like understanding what banishment actually means. Like, don't come back or we will arrest yeah. you. I was like, I mean, I thought it was like a figurative banish. Like, you know, like, like you suck, kid. Like, you can't be around family events for a while. Get out of here. I yourself. said get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Not but so. they're like, nah, nah, this is law. You come back, we arrest, like, you're going to arrest me? They're like, yeah. yeah, dude, you're seriously banished. You can't come back to, you lost your card to enter yeah. Los Angeles. You know, like, you're out of here. Or come back, we're going to throw you in jail. What? And and to your point, too, the, the fact that that resonates more deeply for us and the fact that it's his dad. I like, know. That is rough. Your dad d- wants you here so little that he... Everybody thinks that he would be fine with his officers just, like, completely arresting you as a traitor. That's very depressing. That's whack. That's horrible. Yeah, what kind it's of whack. Fa- you guys heard I'm it 16. from Zuko. You heard it from Zuko. It's whack. I'm 16. <laughs> I barely got my driver's license. I do have a boat. Yeah. Oh, you got a boat. You got a boat. You're following Appa. You're following the gang on Appa. And Tatara I'm and, coming and quick, Sokka though, too. fully see you. They fully I'm see coming you. quick. Can... Not only are you coming quick, He's you're launching flying. some kind of stink bomb. Come I got on. a stink bomb. Uncle they call says it a hot it's not that fragrant. Hot stinker, and it, they react how how it smells up there. But the other thing is, they're flying, and my ship is catching them. How? I mean, I can't even. Poor Appa. Appa's. He was. He's, pro- he's probably tired. He was probably tired. Yeah. He's like, damn, this water ship is coming quick on me. Yeah, you got you have a very fast ship, and apparently you got plenty of hot stinkers to sling at them. Talk about insult to injury. That is awful. A hot stinker. I I, I had forgotten about the hot stinkers, so I was like, I was taken aback when I realized I that, that not that only too. are they fireballs, but they stink. And and then as if that were bad enough, they're being followed by Zuko. He's hurling smelly, fiery garbage at them, and then they look down and they see a total blockade. Laid out before them at the sort of entrance, if you will, like a crossing over the the sea border <laughs> to the Fire Nation. Here, this this giant blockade of much larger, scarier ships is, and of course, it, we, it becomes clear. Like, wait a minute! Not only again, let's be reminded. Not only is Team Avatar freaking out because they have this blockade, but Zugo and Iroh are also looking at it like, Ooh. and of course, the person leading the blockade is our man, General Zhao. Just of course, it is. Who just hates the world, hates me, hates Aang, yeah. hates everybody. But he's really happy because he's like, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. He got the Avatar, he got the Banished Prince. And, oh, yeah, and I love when Zuko says, run the blockade. Run the block. It's like, it was like, he's a gangster. He's like, I, I don't care. Run that block. I don't even know what he's I, thinking. Well, he, he, it's a blockade, Zuko. What yeah. are you doing? Katara and Sokka and, and Aang sort of decide the same thing. They're just like, let's do it. Let's run it. Let's. Let's hit it. And so rather than flying north to avoid it altogether, which means going even further out of their way, which, again, poor Appa, uh, they're like, we're going to do it. We're just going to totally do it. And, yeah, you're right. The commander, Commander Zhao, says, shoot shoot down Appa. Uh, and the soldier's like, but also, what about Zuko? We, we could hit. Right. We could aim in the air and the uh, missile, whatever, the launch could end up killing the prince and he's like so it's fine we, it's fine we don't care about that he's a banished prince they really i mean they're this is not really making the fire nation look all they're that ruthless. you know not a lot of empathy towards the, the fire nation um however foreshadow report and late in the episode fire nation looks a lot better aspect we start getting a little you know Fire Nation love. A pinch. Like, oh. A pinch. I'll give you Not a pinch. Not a pinch. It's a very strong. <laughs> Fire Nation people do some good stuff later on. No, you're understand. right. If you, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. 100% you know right. 
I mean, I'm thinking Fire, about foreshadow report. Foreshadow. Yeah, I feel like you're talking about a very specific person in who is not being respected by the rest of the Fire Nation, but that's cool. I know, but, but um, you know, the errors of their ways. The errors of yeah. their ways. Yeah, and but it does remind us the Fire Nation is older than this iteration of the fire nation which is very right. violent we have an, right. we have an avatar foreshadow report foreshadow report we have an avatar who in fact was part of the fire nation and was about keeping balance so great point i got to give it over to you because you're absolutely right fire nation Thank looks you. very good it's just the fire nation of the past <laughs> right. looks really good we have to look in a broader scope not just the last yes. hundred years the last i mean yes. let's look at the last ten thousand years we were cool last hundred years yeah problematic problematic yeah. <laughs> and it's a great action scene right all the stuff that's happening we got fireballs coming at zuko's ship we Dangerous. got fireballs uh we got appa flying down real low right along the water where all the ships are you're like what are they doing this seems crazy Sokka at some point falls off and I know. Appa, they have to action. zip down and catch him Whew. the fish how about that fish do you remember the fish momo grabbed i totally don't remember so when he goes down, Sokka's going down, and then they hit the water, and then the fish jumps out, <gasps> yeah. and Momo grabs the fish. And I swear oh. Momo's going to eat that fish later on. Is Momo vegetarian, or is he going to eat that fish? He's definitely going to eat that fish. Momo eats bugs, so he's definitely going to eat that fish. My dude was going to eat that fish for sure. <laughs> and then we have this one moment where this fireball is headed straight for Appa, and Aang just does like a beautiful just air like a kick in the air one-legged kick he's kind of gliding towards that was pretty good a fireball it totally breaks apart but that sets him back he's exhausted after he after he air bends away that fireball into oblivion and he does get exhausted a lot little egg little egg He's like, you know, he's very active. He's like a child that runs around, does a lot of stuff, and then all of a sudden just passes out. <laughs> That's, again, that does actually seem familiar to me because I feel like I was that kid that was like going oh, yeah. at 100 miles an hour, and then I crashed, and I crashed hard. So that hard. I find very relatable. So, But, yeah, he blows that he blows that, that fireball apart, and that's kind of the last thing that's keeping them from crossing over into the Fire Nation. So they've passed the blockade. Zuko has not yet passed the blockade. And I guess we think, right, that, that Commander Zhao is going to stop the ship and arrest him. But does that happen? But no. He freezes the ships and lets Zuko go through. And Zuko has this smoke screen going on because he got hit because his ship's on fire. And so... Use it. Use it. Use it as a smoke screen. And then, you know, General Zhao as a brilliant man of war that he is says let's just follow young Zuko to where the avatar is going because General Zhao doesn't know and so they're just like this I guess it's like a slowest chase in the world it's just a slow boat chase boat chases aren't that exciting like big ship that's (laughs) never I mean you never see that in a in a in a James Bond movie like you know we're gonna have these big old warships or cruise liners chase each other at three miles an hour that's true. Catch that left. freighter. It's going six miles an hour. It's going six <laughs> knots. To be honest with you, I'm six not a knots. sailor, so I have no idea how. Maybe they go really, really fast. I don't think so, though. Um, yeah, and by the way, Zhao, like, there's something so annoying about the person who's like, I'm going to let someone else be the smart one, but I'm just going to be there to take credit. I mean, that is just... So sneaky, yeah. and you know, Zuko's working real hard to stay Zuko. on top of the Avatar, and 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 Zhao's like, yeah, let him do all of that, and I'll just I'll just be there, and you know, I'll just take credit for it at the end. Ooh. Well, yeah, he had his own plans for sure. What a weasel. No offense to weasels. He hates, hates, hates Zuko. Yeah, yeah. He hates everybody. He hates everybody. He so we we've seen Team Avatar cross over into the Fire Nation. Appa is exhausted, right? He's the sky, and you can really tell, oh, they're in the Fire Nation because the entire sky is sort of orange. The sun also is beautiful. probably starting it's to beautiful. go down. It's really I mean, beautiful, though. Some people would say it looks Barney. like Armageddon, but that's cool. I mean, but Fire it Nation. also looks like orange. It's very, <laughs> the hue is very warm, somewhat uh-huh. maybe tropical. Uh-huh. Some people like that. Some people like True. beautiful sunsets, beautiful sunrises. True. Scorched earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some people like it. 
Some people You're from Arizona. Sugar. You know what I'm 100%. talking about. Yeah, that's and I love my sweet, sweet Arizona, but I could not wait to move away. Uh, so they and they find the island in this beautiful orange world that you have just described so lovingly for us. They do see the crescent shaped island. Aang remembers it from being in the spirit world. They land and poor Appa rolls over like a potato bug or like a roly poly and just sort of wiggles his yeah. sad legs. He is wiped. He is so tired. Sokka's like, I'm well, good. Quick, quick, quick question. Yeah. When he, I mean, I understand he's tired. He's been flying a lot. He's been doing a lot of maneuvering and everything like that. But like, A, he doesn't have wings. B, is his legs tired? He's not running. His legs are if just hanging there. Let me tell you something. Even if you go horseback riding for a while and you feel like the horse is probably doing all the work, you are worn out after right. some horseback riding. Right. So right. Right. I think he's, I think his whole body had to, ha, has to, put something forward and we'll talk about um his the way he travels and how important he was in this episode in a little bit but yeah i mean i see what you're saying it's true that he's not like swimming through the air he's not like, swimming he's pa- or running he's not paddling the air with his feet he's floating so around you're fast yeah but i mean i yeah. don't know what he's working but hard. i mean you know he's, he's working, working hard somehow they get to this temple it is a very cool, if intimidating, temple, and it's very quiet, right? There aren't any guards, so they just kind of tiptoe slash run into the temple, but then somebody does show up, and we don't know exactly who it is right away, but we find out it's these fire sages, right? Fire sages. They look very cool. It reminded me of some kind of, I don't know, like you know, like monks or something like that, but also something in like the emperor's thing in like star wars like it just reminded me of some like you don't know if they're good or bad they're like we're the yeah sages for the and avatar temple. Start... and you're like he's like that's yeah. great because guess what i'm the dude and i'm like guess what we're gonna kill you or we're gonna turn you in to the fire <laughs> lord <laughs> so mean it doesn't look good but we we're talking about when they first got to the episode and how it was going so quick one crazy thing i guess from the other episode they had like one shot of Uncle Ira when they roll up. When Zuko's like, "Have you seen the Avatar lately?" And Uncle's still naked. He's still in. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My dude's still in a loincloth. I'm glad you mentioned for that. like a second. And I'm yeah. like, let's not forget what was happening. It's a nice reminder that this is a two part. It was just a one. It was just he for one second. They rolled up, and Uncle was just like still <laughs> in a loincloth. Like, damn, put some clothes on my man. He's had a big fight, and something leaves. Zuko, you ain't got nothing. I'm really glad you brought that up. Okay, so we come back. It's, you know, we sort of had this, like, scary moment where we've seen the sages blast fire at Aang, and uh, and then we have a blackout, which, you know, if you're watching this on commercial television back in the day, it just sit through some serial commercials before you found out what was going to happen to Aang. And so they do. They absolutely uh, hurl fire at him. What what happens happens after that? And then Aang defends, and sages, uh, they don't want him to contact Roku. They're like... If he contacts Roku, he'll be more powerful than ever. And so they chase him. And then one sage who's, you know, a good part of the fire. Shayu, right? Shayu. Which we sort of find out. And you get to see, you know, the kindness of the Fire Nation. Some of the Fire Nation folk. The good Fire Nation folk. Comes he, again, just one, uh, just one person. Again, just one. And he explains to the guys that to defy his entire nation. I'm just gonna like give shout out to Shayu. And he's like, I don't want to fight you. I can take you to Roku. And he does, he does yeah. a very cool uh, firebending on a hidden door. And it takes them through some lava caves and stuff. And they're going back. And they're, I guess they're going to go to that secret room where Aang, you know, saw Roku in, in the spirit world. And then we go back to Zuko. And uh, he wonders why Zhao let him go. And he realizes he wants to follow them to the Avatar. And he's like, now nah, he's trying. He's playing mind games. With Zhao. Zhao and Zuko are playing mind <laughs> games from the ship. They're playing, like, sink my battleship. Like, I know what you're doing. You think you know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do something that you don't know. Then I'm going to do this, and that's going to happen. So guess what? <laughs> I got you. And so they're doing this to each other. Like, they really love each other. Yeah. They hate each other and love each yeah. other. There's two sides of the same coin, perhaps, in some ways. So ultimately, Zuko comes up with this really thing idea. He's like, have them follow the smoke screen and then I'm going to break off and do something else. You know, uncle, you go this way. I'm going to go this way. And then Zuko go, goes off on his own right. thinking that he lost General Zhao. Right? 
Yeah, although I think we see a little bit more at the temple before Zuko launches his t- additionally tiny boat plan, his tinier tiny boat, boat than plan. the small boat that he's already in. <laughs> his tiny boat plan, Operation Tiny Boat. So back at the temple, the sage explains they want to protect the temple and have spiritual connections. He knows that they were coming because they saw Roku's statue's eyes glowing. Oh, and that's the same moment. He's like, something amazing happened, right? right? And that's the same moment that we saw from Aang and Katara, well, really from Katara and Sokka's perspective, way back in earlier episode, when in an earlier episode, where we see that all of those statues' eyes light up. Right. But remember, we said, what were those guys doing? We were like, who were those guys that saw the, the, yes. the statue glow too? And those were, those were the fire, those were these guys, the fire yes. sages. Yes. And they were like, oh no, my dude's coming back. Yeah. Because they all betrayed him. This is where I started understanding, like, um, yes. the gravity of what has happened in the last hundred years. Yes. Because you, you come in, you see what's going on, but you don't really know how it got to the way it got to. And through this guy's story, he's like, look, you didn't come back for a hundred years. And then this is how we got corrupt because there's no one, we lost faith that you would ever come yeah. back. And so. The Fire Lord was so oppressive. We just we just went with him. Yeah. But my grandfather, you know, knew Roku, the last Avatar, and so even though I've been playing along with these guys, I've been waiting for you to come back. Yeah. Basically. No, you're so right. right. You're so right. It's like it's and that is kind of a big picture, like kind of a stunning moment when you when Aang has to again confront this idea of power in a vacuum. Like, you know, possibly people would not have, you know folded so quickly with Sozin or with Ozai if there had been an avatar, even if the avatar hadn't been nearby. Just the idea right. of having the avatar he's not there. And yeah, enables you to feel encouraged or enables you to feel like you 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 know, that there is some balance in the world, that, that there is some hope. And if there isn't and there's that vacuum and and somebody really scary comes in, then it's probably a lot easier to just kind of fold you know just lie down and go all right i guess i guess i'm on your side now fire lord on top of some other things that happen in the fire lord's uh favor yeah foreshadow report foreshadow future in this episode yes indeed it's just for the fire nation everything came out you know just flowers and starry things for them they're like there was like for a hundred years, it was bad for other people. For a hundred years, for the Fire Nation, it was like the golden era. Yeah. For a certain family. Yeah. A certain family. That's right. Like, all, a certain family minus all, all one the, member. Minus one person. I mean, someone's got to take the break. You know, you can't, can't be all. That's right. Can't be all stuff. All good things. You know, it's like a little. But, but literally, everything went right for these dudes. That's like, a good something point. Something happened for Shadow Report. And then the Avatar disappeared for a hundred years. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And and they did it. No, that's I'm they I'm really glad you brought that up because that is huge, huge information and poor Aang again just has to like sort of shelf that away like, oh, once again, I let everybody down. Cool, cool, cool. And you're right, they go down the stairs and then they sort of cross through these caverns and then they're going back upstairs. So there's like a whole labyrinth of stuff happening in this uh fire temple, Fire Nation temple, and they do finally they're get They're walking up. right by lava. They're yeah. walking right by lava, <laughs> by the way. How hot is it in there? That's you can't be that close to. Can you be that close to lava? That's. I mean, in this world, you can. I mean, they're firebenders. Yeah. And fi- firebend lava is kind of like fire and earth bending at the same time. Yeah, that's actually that's you know something that the fans I know have gotten into major conversations about is how those two elements interacting and when when can you be a lava bender can you be a firebender and be a lava bender can you be an earthbender and be a lava bender and that i think gets explored in other parts of this universe as well um but it's a great point it's a great point and i agree it is toasty at that temple when you're walking past just some loose flowing lava but they make it up to the sanctuary flowing and they, there's, the, we've seen these sanctuary, you know, we've seen the temple doors before, uh, a version of this where there is a kind of puzzle thing that you have to do right. that only firebenders can do to get inside. And, uh, cause Aang did something like that, this kind of door at the, at the air temple. Cause yeah. he had the air temple, which he was able to open through airbending, but obviously he doesn't know. No firebending yet. Yeah, but Sokka, being Sokka and being awesome, has an idea. But we don't even get to find out what it is yet because we got to go back. And this is where we have Operation Tiny Boat. Tiny Boat. 
guess what, Uncle? I got Jow thinks I don't know what he's doing, but I know exactly <laughs> what he's doing and what he thinks I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna do something different than what he thinks is gonna happen. So what's gonna happen is you go forward and I'm gonna take the tiny boat out the smoke screen. And I'm going to go by myself on a mission to capture the Avatar alone. Because I, I think, I don't know, I could do it by myself all the time. And I'm only 16. But guess what? He's 12. I don't care. That's right. That's a real bike drop. I love it. Then we go back to the temple where Sokka is explaining that he's got, he's like, okay, put this lamp oil inside this animal casing. I got this fuse. We light it. Ta-da. Yeah, because they need, like- they need five, they need five air, uh, firebenders to open the oh, door. Oh, yeah. We didn't even or cover one- that. Thank you. Yeah. So in order to open this 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 door, you need five firebenders to unlock it or like one fully ima- fully avatar that can do I guess everything by himself. Uh-huh. I guess, <laughs> He's not right? fully realized. He's not fully realized. There's He's not only fully one realized. sage. So we find out Sokka's idea. He's he's put lamp oil inside this animal casing. He's got a fuse. He's like, ta-da, fake firebending. He's Question so for smart. you, did he he's just so invent dynamite? Did he just invent dynamite? Well, he said that he found this out from other people in his tribe. So okay. I understand that lamp oil it, isn't he... TNT, by the way, guys. I know it's not gunpowder, but still, that's pretty impressive. But I mean, my dude Sokka has a lot of information in his head. Yeah. And then he saw the lamps. We did. They did the close up on the lamps. So there is lamp oil around. Yeah. And they do it. They try it. They they set it up. We see the fuses. We see uh, Shayu hit it. All five go off. There's a loud explosion, which they're like, the the sages are definitely going to hear that. And they look and the smoke clears and the doors are still closed. Uh, So that's not great. And then Katara is like, wait a minute. This is, uh, even though you think you failed, this is actually genius, right? And then it goes to commercial and I'm like, what's, I was also like, what's genius? (laughs) But also, before that, the other thing that's interesting about this episode is Aang gets really frustrated at this moment when he realizes he can't get in. You know, he, he took his friends, he endangered everybody, he almost got people killed. You kind of see, like, some real emotionality from this kid where he's, it just feels hopeless. Yeah. He has a hopeless moment where he's, like, kind of tearing at the door with airbending and it's not opening the door. I he's know. Not that he's throwing a fit, but y- you do get the sense of, like, it's great because a lot of these you know, superhero shows you never see, like they never fail, they right. never have any doubt, right. they never, and you're like looking at these kids like, oh no, they're, we're screwed, like, yeah. we're screwed. And we it's almost sunset, so that, you know, not only can he not get in, but this window is closing in which he will even be closing. able to talk to Roku, right? Even though he's the Avatar, or Superman, whatever, he can't accomplish what he's going to do and he endangered all his friends in doing it and he's going to fail and and he doesn't and this is really fascinating because like can someone else help him out not just him helping everybody else out yeah you know sometimes yes clearly sometimes no except in this at this point Katara's like oh you're such a genius everybody's like wait what because it didn't work and she's like but we're going to see the evidence the sages are going to see the evidence that the, this fire was bent, so to speak, and they're going to assume that Aang's already inside, so they will fire bend open the doors. Oh, it's so clever. It is quite That's clever. very clever. I, I got to say, that's a pretty clever. I mean, it was, was accidentally clever, clever I guess, but nevertheless, it works. Yeah, it did work. There's a lot of ways that that couldn't have worked, but <laughs> it, it, I'm glad it worked out for the, the gang. Yeah, they blast open the doors. And then, as a surprise to maybe other people, Aang is not in there, but Momo is, in fact, in there. So, Momo, <laughs> Momo is in there. Like, hey, Which is classic. Up? Hey. They always find Momo. Like, doors open, and it's Momo. It's yeah. always, like, doors open, and it's, like, out of the shadows comes Momo. Yeah. Like, that's his thing. Yeah. He's good. He can really wriggle. He's good at it. He can really wriggle at his spots. Yeah. And so not only does it work to get the doors open, but it's also a great distraction and a diversion because now Team Avatar sort of grapples with the sages. They, pin, you know, kind of pin him down so Aang can get in there. Um, he's about to go in. And then this time, Guess he's, who? he may be one step Guess behind, who? but it's one step that's close enough for him to nab Zuko. Bam! He's it was such a good moment, such a great moment. They're like, "Oh my goodness, he's right here!" 
What does he say right there? That, I mean, it was such like, I don't know. It's one of those classic Zuko moments. He's he's right at the hills of my man yeah. every time, but this time he might have been right on time. And yet, kind of. And yet, Ang does get free and does manage to get in. Damn it! And does manage to close. The doors we've got the, t- the the temple doors are closed and he's inside and it's now time for him to communicate with Avatar Roku and however that's going to work out as he saw in his vision and the Firebenders try to open the temple doors and they can't do it so right. and now Aang is just inside waiting to hear from Avatar Roku now let me just waste our time for a second and say this you already know that I've already brought up the movie Tron in the past. <laughs> showing an unhealthy obsession with a movie from the 1980s that my dad showed me and I was like this movie is my whole life and I wasn't even a gamer but I once again saw this uh, to me I was like wait but wait Tron in the movie Tron goes into this temple to communicate with the users, which is like the person that wrote the, the programs. Yeah. And he's goes in right. and they seal the doors. And Sark, who's a lot like Commander Zhao, is like, hey, I got you. And then he's like, oh, I can't get in. I can't get in. They're like, it's too late. Now he's communing with Avatar Roku. And I was like, okay, I definitely, this time I'm sure that Mike and Brian were paying homage to the 1984 movie Tron. They, they neither confirmed or denied that when we asked them. They neither confirmed nor denied it. So this is what I had to do. And this is a new little moment that we're going to have. It's a new little segment that we will have from time to time. Because we do have access to Mike and Brian, this is something we like to call the break bite. The break bite is them giving us an answer to something that we try to ask them. Now, I this is what I wrote. I said, Dear Brike, the scene in the sanctuary where Aang is safely communicating with Avatar Roku while the Fire Nation soldiers are locked outside reminds me of the 1984 classic oh Tron. My goodness. When Tron is communicating with his user and Sark can't get in. Is there anything to that? I'm scared that I try to compare everything in my life to Tron because it was a huge influence on me and is still one of my favorite movies. Do I need professional help? Love, Janet. This is what Brian wrote. Haha, <laughs> amazing. I love Tron, capital L-O-V-E, and it was a huge influence on me, too. Okay. But I don't think that it came up when we were discussing this scene. Mike? And then Mike says, Hi, Janet. Yeah, I wish we could help you out and say that we were totally referencing Tron. But as much as I like that original movie, sadly, I was not thinking of it in that moment with Roku. And no, I don't think you need to get professional help because Tron is great, Mike. That's our break bite. Well, so they're both fans and were impactful to them. So, and yet it had no point of reference in zero, zero, zero. But as you were explaining it, it was. I saw it. I remember seeing all of it. I remember Thanks, the buddy. whole thing, and it was, um, it was reminiscent. I would say, yeah, reminiscent Thank of you. that situation. Thank you. Attention all Fire Nation brats, imps, and rascals! Are you feeling bored by your shenanigans? Did your last fireball prank feel a little ho-hum? Then put a little stink on it! Literally! With Hooligan Hijinx brand Hot Stinkers! The gift that keeps on giving! Hooligan Hijinx! So, now that I've been let down, what do we see when we're inside the temple, Bosco? Take the attention away from my dumbness right now and tell us what's going on with Aang as he waits to hear from Roku. Well... Again, Aang is kind of like not knowing what's going on. He's like, what? talk to me, talk to me. What's going on? He's kind of flustered. And then when the light hits his eyes, bam, they go into the spirit world. And in comes my man, a very noble and genuinely nice-feeling Fire Nation man. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Who happens to be the last incarnate of Aang. And he seemed like generally a nice guy. And so... He actually starts to give us the history of what's going on, what has been going on in the last hundred years. And he's like, first thing he says is like, what took you so long to find me? Yeah. What is, what's popping? Yeah. What's popping? And he said, since you've been gone, let me just catch you up on why we're 
in an imbalanced time here. The fact that you haven't been here for 100 years kind of screwed some things up. Not only that, guess what? This dude, Fire Lord Sozin, this comet came in 100 years ago, and he used the power, and you weren't here, so he used the power of that comet to strike the first attack upon the Earth and uh, the Earth Kingdom and the Water Tribe and the Airbenders, and then proceeded to essentially take over the world. Yeah. And not only that, my friend, guess what? That comet comes every hundred years. So his son now, Fire Lord Ozai, is going to take that the same power of that comet and strike the last blow to finish it all off for total Fire Nation world domination. It was just there's no more Fire Nation. It's called Fire World. Now it's let a new me theme say, yeah. park, and there's no other Fire World. <laughs> it's Fire World. And if you are Ang and you were hoping for some good news, you just got real let down. Because that is extremely stressful news to get if you're Aang. That's really bad. That's that's the worst news ever. That was like, and no, and the other thing is like, guess what, man? You're gonna have to master all the elements. Um, and I know it takes regular a- avatars years to do all this stuff, but you're gonna have to master them and defeat Fire Lord Ozai before the comet comes. Or basically the end of the world, and that's like in how long? It's at the end of summer, which, when again, when he puts it like that, it remi- I thought of you because it reminded me again of, again, we understand the four seasons. That's fine. It totally makes sense. Right. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking about that there is almost a feeling of like you graduated junior year of high school and you have the summer to get real buff and to like get a haircut and to like learn Italian and you better be on point when you come back after summer ends in the fall you better be on point because you have to do master all of that by the summer good luck or the world's gonna end (laughs) or it's over (sighs) but then he gives him hope at the end too he's like but you know what I have faith in you because guess what you have done it before yeah because they've all done it before like we're all the avatar like them not we them they yeah. They're like, dude, I did it. You could do it. Yeah. We've all done it. Matter of fact, that's our whole thing is to do this. This is the only reason why we exist is to do this. Yeah. So now it's your turn. Well said. Well said. And as if that weren't enough, it's like, so this is your responsibility, but you can do it. We've done it before. But also, you're going to be in a world of hurt just outside the doors right now from our conversation. Right, right now, you're facing grave danger. Uh, I can help you face the threat but only if you are ready, and oh, it's such a great moment. It is a great moment, because as while he's in there, we cut to outside, and you know, General Zhao comes up. Zhao's out there now, got Zuko. They all have the other, the rest of the gang. It's, the Fire Sages are, are just saying, you know, we, it wasn't us, it was, it was that one, it was, it was Shiru. It's like everyone's ratting each other out. Everyone's tied up, and, and Prince Zuko's not, you know, he was right there. It was right there, and then Jao screwing things up for him. Like, kind of feel sorry for that guy. But then Roku says, "Look, if you're ready, I can help you out with one thing." And then, all of a sudden, and then we cut to Aang, and he's like fully Avatar state, right? He's got his, he's got, he's right. like opens his eyes. They've got the glow. His arrow is glowing on his head, and you hear. Not just Aang's voice, but you hear multiple voices say together, I'm ready. And it gets, oh, just give me chills. Major chills. And then the door opens, and they're they're waiting for to see Aang, right? Everyone's waiting to see Aang. And it's mo- let's be honest, it's mostly Fire Nation people. So it's like literally all the Fire Sages, a, a bunch of soldiers, Zuko, Zhao. And then when it opens, you see this legendary... Firebender, fire, you know, the the fire, the, the avatar, the Fire Nation avatar. And you're like, whoa, I think we're in trouble. Like, and then my dude does some crazy fire that goes through everyone. It melts <laughs> chains, does all kinds of stuff. It knocks everyone on their asses. It's like, what? It was a big blast. It's awesome. And that is huge, right? I mean, we have not seen... Aang take on the physical manifestation of a past avatar before it is a total shock 
I don't know about you, but, you know, when I first saw this episode the first time, I was expecting to see Aang go into the Avatar state and go to town. I was not expecting to see Avatar Roku himself manifesting and doing all of this. I mean, that was like, what are, and what are Katara and Sokka thinking? Are they like, oh, that's probably also Aang? Or are they like, where is Aang? I don't know. Wouldn't you think that's like a, a, a moment if you're one of the sages or like Zhao or Zoo, anyone, you you see someone who's dead, who's like this other guy, come back to life in this moment. Like, okay, all bets are off. I'm good. It's like yeah, you saw an alien. Why don't you take a knee? I wasn't believing. Why don't you take? I wasn't believing in aliens. Yeah, but the alien came here and blasted all of us, and so now guess what? I'm team alien. <laughs> Whatever the aliens want to do, we're now. I'm a believer. I I saw it. The alien came and melted my chains, and now. It's done. Yeah. I mean, the show's over. I'm with the alien guy. Yeah. I guess because... You gotta be... Who's not with... You're not with the Avatar now. I just saw something I've never... I can't explain. Yeah. Except that, I guess... I guess in fairness to them, the fairness and soldiers don't really get a chance to be Team Avatar Roku because he is blasting everything all over. So you just gotta get away. I guess you don't take a knee. In my mind, I agree with you. You would just sort of go, no, 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 no. I'm with you now. But I guess it's, it's all happening so fast and it's so violent. What about the fire sages? Those dudes are like, they should get fired. Yeah. They're fired. Like, this is definitely a you had one job moment here. And then the dude came back to life. It's like, y'all are messing up. Like, they're fired. <laughs> he should have just, like, hit everybody. Boom. And been like, guess what? You fire sages are all fired. Go. go. We got to hire new ones. And Sh- they're like, Shiru, this is too confusing. Cool. Fire is good in our nation. And you're like, no, you're dismissed. You have been let go. I know I said fired and you thought that was good, but you have been dismissed. We're going <laughs> to have to let you go. You're done. You no longer have this job. So <laughs> all this happens. Shayu's like, we got to get out of here. Katara's like, not without Aang. You know, we see Roku split open the temple floor and the lava that we saw earlier is like flying up. It's crazy. He's destroying his home. He's destroying the temple. He's destroying his temple. You're absolutely right. Young kid Aang also does another big thing and then just totally collapses. Yeah, because the light, as soon as the light leaves the Avatar Roku statue, it's like the spell is broken, right? And... Yeah, solstice is over. As soon as solstice ends. And then poor little Aang crumples on the ground like me when I was little. I'd had too many Oreos and ran around like a maniac and then just yeah, passed out. Too many Oreos. He's exhausted. And and we don't now we don't know. There's been so much so much destruction. We don't know where Shayu is. We don't know where Zuko is. Uh, the island is sinking. Well, no, no. Zuko, Zuko takes the moment as everything's crumpling and he takes off yeah. for sure. I saw, I, there is a moment when he's like looks around. He knows like, how to I'm take advantage of a chaotic scene. And then, I will say that of Zuko. He knows oh, how to take yeah. advantage of a chaotic he scene. He ain't sticking around for <laughs> this madness. And not only that, now Jao's looking at the fire sages and he's going, I'm going to bring you to the fire lord. And they're still, these dudes are still blaming each other. Yeah. And like, it wasn't me. It was Shy Dog over here is the only one who betrayed you. The rest of us were trying to capture yeah. that guy. And you guys saw Roku come back. You guys, you're, you're fired. Again, fire is good. We will be letting you go. We must terminate your employment. Yeah, you're letting you go. You guys are ice. You, you guys are on the ice plate. You guys are being there whisked out of here. And the, so the island's sinking, by the way, and our, our guys are still on there. And they, we don't know what's going to happen to those uh, kids while all this other stuff is happening with, with Zhao and with the sages. And... Wouldn't you know, at the last minute, our two adorable animal heroes, Appa and Momo, fly into frame and they save them. They jump on Appa so that they don't die in this horrible island sinking into lava. A crazy thing. Momo's wearing like a Fire Nation hat during this whole thing. He's got the sage hat. What the heck is that guy? Is he a jokester? What are you? Where'd you get that from? And it's basically the same height as him. He just rolled out with a hat. I know. It looks like he works at Hot Dog on a Stick, kind of. I was like, "What? what's Momo? Momo's having a good time for himself, just cosplaying as a fire <laughs> nation. Like, what's he? Like, random. Super random. It was like Mike and Brian or, one the, or Giancarlo were like, hey, let's just put a fire nation. There's a beautiful headpiece. They wanted to show it off. Momo wants to model it. 
He's got that on. You're right. That's a really funny moment. And like a bro, like, wait, what? That he's that he's taken one of the fire sages hats. Totally random. Random. You're right. Zhao watches him fly away and, and he doesn't have the prince. He doesn't have the avatar. He's got the sages. They're all blaming each other. And then we see Zuko, right? Oh, he's hot on the trail. He's, he's like a dog with a, on a bone. He's on it. He's on it. But then we cut to the gang. I don't know, one of the most beautiful shots. I almost took a picture with my phone as I was watching because it was like them flying into that full moon. It looks like a big rock and it's just kind of like... And it's so cool and blue and it's just such a respite from all of your... I know you love orange and you love lava, as you pointed out, but it is a nice break from the intensity of all that red to have that cool moon... Little, little blue, blue moon. sweet, sweet blue moon. They made it out. Fantastic. It's a fantastic episode. And we leave this episode, great episode, we leave this episode with so much more information about what has gone on in the past and what is happening in the future. Absolutely. On top of, like, not a lot, you know, not a lot beyond that has been accomplished for, like, Zuko. Like, no one no one got captured, no one got anything, like, but yeah. we learned a lot. We learned a lot. I, in terms of Animal Crossing, I don't think we, we it's not really an animal-heavy episode. But speaking of hybrid animals and what happens in this episode, it's time for our most valuable bending moment. And I know this may be controversial because here we have Avatar Roku manifesting in Aang's body. What could be a more valuable bending moment than that? I will tell you. I believe that MVB moment needs to go this episode to Appa. He's the one who got him there. He's the one who saved their lives. And he works so hard. And he flies using airbending. So I think Appa is the most valuable bender of this episode. Uh, no, you're not wrong. I mean, look, Appa's the most valuable everything in the whole sh- If we had no Appa, <laughs> we would be in trouble i just felt so sorry for him because he was so tired i just wanted to give him trouble i wanted to give him that shout out in this episode but that roku i mean i guess it's hard to say that turning into roku i don't know what kind of bending that is it's like spirit world bending i don't know like it's its, its, its own thing own it's not even thing bending. It's just i like, like that and i agree it's its own, it's its thing. own thing what about non-bending non-bending i'll tell you the biggest non-bending thing what I'll, you say what you think it is, and I'll tell you how you're oh, wrong. Oh, great. <laughs> Gosh, that sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun for me. <laughs> okay, great. Well, let's see. Let me pick something that I don't mind having shot down immediately by my friend Dante Bosco. Sure. What about when Sokka comes up with the idea for getting those temple doors open? And even though it doesn't quite work, Katara realizes it is going to work. And so they hide uh, and they sort of turn it into a plan. That's some good improvising on everyone's part. And it is not bending. So I was I would say maybe that was. Now, no, shoot me down. <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. What is it? Sokka gets a lot of credit for a lot of non-bending stuff, and he's going to continue to get a lot of credit. But the actual, I believe, most valuable non-bending moment was my man, Shy Dog. Shy Shy, Shy Roo, when he decided to go against his whole Fire Sage crew and probably the whole Fire Nation and say, you know what, I'm here as an Avatar monk to protect the Avatar, and I need to take you to go see Roku. That moment is the most valuable non-bending moment in the show. I agree with you. What would you have done if I had said that? Would you still have shot me down? Because <laughs> you made a promise to yourself <laughs> no, I would have and said to you me. Were correct. Well, I promised Barney I was going to shoot her down. I-, I can't let her down like that. I got to tell her she's wrong. <laughs> I was just so happy to see so many Really good Fire Nation oh, people in this particular full episode. Of them. There's a lot of all two of anti. Them. It is there's a lot of, of anti Fire Nation people, and yeah. and rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully, there's a lot of Fire Nation privilege in in the Avatar world, of course. But you know what? There are a few good. There's a lot of good Fire Nation people also. Yeah, Shy Shy, little Shy Ru. Yeah, Shy. You know what? You know that and, if you call course, him different. 
the granddaddy, granddaddy Roku, Colin granddaddy Chai Roku. I mean, names doesn't great guy. make him more than just one person that you can put. You're like listing all of the great Fire Nation people in this episode. You're like, well, first of all, there's Shayu. Second of all, Shai Shai. Third of all, Shairu. Fourth of all, Shai Shairu. And then, of course, Avatar Roku. That's five right there. No, there's two. There's That's two. That's five. And not only that, he's also. The recipient of this week's most valuable. I like that. I agree moment. with it. I think that is a very wise choice. And that takes us to the end of the recap of this episode and all of our various uh, awards that we like to discuss at the end. And that, my friend, marks the end of this episode. And what could be better than finishing out this episode, this recap, than with a conversation with Avatar Roku himself? James Garrett. Give it up for James Garrett. Roku, you're a legend. So, you know, we we definitely bow down to the legends. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, just knowing a little bit about your own background, your professional Mm. background, Mm -hmm. James, you Mm -hmm. are the consummate example of, you know, when you need someone to play a character with gravitas, Mm -hmm. look no further than a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Is that fair to say? There's an old saying in the classics. If you're playing the Archbishop, you have to bring your cathedral on with you. In other words, you can be dressed like the Archbishop, you can have there, and you might look like whoever, on the Beatles. And I love the Beatles, by the way. I love them all. I got my first theatre experience, as we say into this, at the Liverpool Playhouse. And from doing small things at Liverpool Playhouse, I ended up uh, doing getting into the tail end of live television, which was quite something in, in uh, a little place called Manchester in England. Because the BBC dominated and then the commercial stations came in like you had here. And live. Where are you now? You're here in L.A.? Uh, yeah, I'm, I, well, we live in L.A., in beautiful downtown. You've been here uh, for a, quite Denver. a while, yeah? Yes. You have the type of voice I can listen to all day, and you know, I know you've had a, an amazing career. And you you come from that era, like I mean, for us as American actors, uh, the, the the Royal Shakespeare Company is, is like one of those things that we we think of in a very fantastical way. And and you deliver like you to listen to you is like he's going to go into Shakespeare right now. <laughs> we we feel the same way when we go to the movies. I mean, at Stratford. The Magnificent Seven was playing for the second time, and half of the company were in the little movie house watching this Western, you know, which was your classic theater. Yes, wonderful, Steve McQueen. Yeah, one or two almost got into hot water because they went to a matinee and forgot that they had a matinee at the theater. They saw a <laughs> bloody movie, at the, you know, watching this rerun of this. Oh, yes, that's hard to explain <laughs> to a lot of people. Well, I was watching The Magnificent Seven, you know. <laughs> that's why I'm late for Richard the Bloody Third. That actually makes me feel better. I think what Dante and I are both saying, too, is when we hear a character like Avatar Roku, you need him to feel authentic, even though we're talking about the world of fantasy and the world of these characters who have, you know, superpowers. And I think when we hear your voice, when we hear and meet a character like Roku, he has to seem like he himself believes. And so when you said, when you're playing the Archbishop, bring the cathedral, that really makes sense because you have to have that you have to sell it the makeup and all the crowns in in the world unless you you are you bring the cathedral on with you or you bring you the kingdom on with you oh for a muse of fire and you do your thing it's not going to work as as regards it was so beautifully done avatar i mean it was just how could you go wrong and i found that roku I'll keep it simple. I'm not someone who can talk about all the inners and outers and psychology of characters I play. I'm mostly set fire to with instinct. I work, I work, I just do it. But Roku, I had a Merlinesque quality about him. Mm, love yes, it. I can feel that for sure. He was Merlin. <laughs> I put it, you know, yes. I, I, st- I stole Merlin, but don't you tell anyone. Don't Uh-oh. tell me. which Merlin, which which Merlin from which piece from Excalibur? 
Well, I'd say, <laughs> uh, I should sit I like here that, and say, <laughs> Good to see you, Jonathan Dante. What took you so long? <laughs> Those are my first lines as uh, Roku. Yes. Uh, they were nice. Yes, I, I, I have one thing to say great. here. My wife, before I forget it, all has little pictures in the studio of things I've worked on, movies and stuff. And I've not got one. She's tried very hard to get hold of a picture of Roku, the wonderful drawing of Roku. So if anyone out there in the boondocks is listening, I'd love to have one oh. for the record. We will. I am so sure that that will happen. I, I'm excited that we have been charged with a task. We've been given a challenge of sorts. Uh, we have had an avatar say, listen, you need to retrieve this thing for me. We're on a quest, and our quest is to find a print of Avatar Roku to get to James Garrett. We absolutely will make that happen. I'm 100% sure. And so, have you had interaction with fans, James, with respect to Avatar and that world and how much it's meant to people? Just people who know me and know that I played, uh, you know, did, did Avatar Roku. But I, it's not like being in front of the camera where someone may remember you from seeing you in a movie. So it's a different kind of reaction, yeah. The whole show was beautifully, it was very difficult to go wrong. It is amazing. I mean, you know, we did this episode a long time ago. It's so relevant again, and the fans have found it again, and, and it had this resurgence 15, 16 years later. James, do you lean towards enjoying playing a villain more than playing a hero? Or do you feel like you have to have both to have sort of a complete career as a, as a performer? You know, the, the old saying, comedy is the most difficult thing of all to do and pull it off. Um... And it's easy to be dramatic and run around with a machine gun and, you know, fire and everybody says you're being terribly dramatic. But to do light comedy like Cary Grant used to do and uh, David Niven and these people, it's very often not appreciated in the same way as uh, of all the gin joints in all the world, you have to come into Nickelodeon, you know. My favorite movie. <laughs> Little Bogart? Of course, Bogart. Casablanca. Casablanca, we all loved. It depends on the writing. Mm, you must be, you know, especially here in America with your voice and your accent. And everyone just must think you're the smartest man in the room at all times. No? No, they'd better watch it because I happen to be also a fencer. That's right. I did read that you were a super accomplished fencer. I do have one question, though. Does that sort of translate in any way into voicing an animated character? Uh, For Roku or for other animated projects, did you have to do like ADR where you're matching and doing fight sequence stuff? Because Dante and I love to joke about how we both come from, you know, stage and screen and we don't know how to just make it sound like we're kicking or punching. We feel compelled to kick kick and punch, which really can ruin a studio quite quickly. <laughs> Fortunately, I have never had to do it, but it's interesting you say that, because I've often thought, if I had it in the script, I'm going, oh, ah, e, ah, E-I-O, you, you know, no, James, that's not good enough, <laughs> yes. brother. You better get Dante here to physically punch you out, that's and then we'll right. get what we need. So, but that no, that's I'm doing all serious. kinds of martial arts when I'm doing it for sure. It's a little thing, isn't it, Dante? But what you Janet said is interesting. I've never had to do. Have you guys had to do that? Oh, ah, ah, without sounding, yeah. you know, not quite the real thing. We do just, both of our characters. I mean, I play a character who's you. I play Korra, so it's Roku mm-hmm. and then also Aang an and then Korra. So you and yes. I, by the way, are the same person. I should have said hello. Soul. Nice I didn't realize that. To myself. You look a hell of a yeah. lot better than I do right now. <laughs> I'm a different really? generation. It's ju- I'm just okay. a di- different generation. That's all it is. That's all yes. it is. Uh, okay. But yeah, we're both really bad at that. We both are clanking around and, you know, yeah. it just takes a... When I'm supposed to be running, I feel like I have to run in place. I mean, I just... Oh, I'm doing all so, of it. I'm doing... So I wish there was a camera in the room. They want to see a one-man <laughs> performance of the whole <laughs> episode. That's right. That's right. It's outrageous. James, I could talk to you all day about anything and everything, including <laughs> the theater and some of the old timers and fencing yeah. at the yeah. blue. We should, we should get together the fence for sure. But let's not forget that like Merlin, James is clearly aging backwards. Even though he's getting younger, 
the summer solstice is still approaching an Aang story. I'm wondering if you would say the solstice is ending, we must go our separate ways for now, because that feels like it could be a nice button to this conversation, and that is an Avatar Rokuism. Then you must be ready, Aang. The solstice is ending. We must go our separate ways for now, Yang. Exit left. Slow <laughs> fade. Catch you later, Aang. <laughs> Wonderful. James, thank you so much for sitting with us and letting us fawn over you a bit. We are oh, I loved such it. fans and oh. you've made us look and sound better by such this a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Sir. I shall be I shall be unlivable for the next my wife has gotta put up with me now for the next twenty four hours after this. <laughs> I shall have delusions of grandeur. But I'm going to remember to bring my cathedral on with me. I'll bring I my cathedral that. on with me. I always. I love that. And we will find you Avatar Roku for your wall. I would we appreciate that. Yes, we're going to find you a Roku nice, a really beautiful Avatar Roku, without a doubt, will be sent to you for sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, we'll be speaking to voice director Andrea Romano, who is a treasured person in our hearts. Oh, we love her so much, and she might just be the only reason that we sound so convincing as our characters in the episodes we've been watching. This is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. We'll see everybody next Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If, ready PG.